Good afternoon, Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation. Welcome to the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. But Kevin, again, we are breaking protocol and going outside the world of football. What is happening? Listen, both of these athletic departments are really doing something good right now. So listen, with all this success, we got to keep it rolling. Hey, welcome to the special baseball World Series preview episode. Uh, the softball episode was a huge hit. We had a lot of feedback on that. And we were actually, listen, we're two dudes that don't know a whole lot about baseball or softball, but we do know fun, exciting sports when we see it. And so far, Oklahoma and Texas in this baseball season have given us some fun, exciting sports. Yeah, it's been great. You know, a bit of a surprising run, I think, maybe for OU. And, and Texas, too, starting off the season ranked number one, had a bit of a disappointing season, especially with their pitching. So, you know, wasn't really expected to make it all the way to Omaha. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Oklahoma, I think the best thing that happened to Oklahoma uh, was upon beating Texas – to even up the year-long series at 2-2, two and two, upon beating Texas in the Big 12 championship game, to get the regional snub and have to go to Florida, like put a chip on their shoulder. Well, they're certainly playing with it. You can see it. You can see it. And I think with baseball, it almost seems like if you get hot at the right time, no matter what your record is or where you're seated, you can make something happen in the tournament. We're seeing that from the Sooners for sure. Uh, for sure. I don't know how to explain uh, momentum in baseball. Um, I can see it. I'm, I kind of grew I grew up more as a basketball fan and a basketball player. And, of course, we talked football almost exclusively on this. But you're absolutely right. The momentum in baseball, it, it just – they walk a little taller. The chest a little hot. They make those plays. That Kendall Pettis play. Yeah, I mean – I mean – Living over the wall. <laughs> what, are, you, what are we doing here? You don't – Derek Jeter-esque. You don't make that play. You don't even really attempt that play unless you're just playing with a super high level of confidence. Yeah. Yeah, A team like that is very dangerous in Omaha. Very dangerous. This is not new ground for Texas. Texas has been to 38 World Series uh, in, in Omaha or wherever they had them at the time, but 38 appearances. How many national championships? Six. And how many did Augie win? Five. Okay. So here's my question for Texas fan is, oh, we, we, we have such a hard time with football because of donors and it's a different culture and you don't understand. And we have so much blah, blah, blah. How can a guy like Augie Garrido put all of that aside and win five national championships? How can a team like this Texas team? <laughs> you know, I don't think those one? boosters. Yeah. I don't think those boosters are really getting involved when it comes to the baseball team. And the Augie Garrido just didn't seem like a guy that you want to mess with. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Just Google Augie Garrido locker room meltdown. He flips out on the team. I think it was back in 2005 after a lackluster performance. And I've never heard a coach yell at a team like that before. Not even, not even your Texas yeah, no. coach after the K-State game or whatever game that was y'all lost? No. No, it was, it was. Better than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check it out. And they ended up winning the College World Series that year. So, yeah, the Moose is probably like, no, we'll, we'll just 
you go ahead and run your program as you see fit. And they're not donating hundreds of millions of dollars to the baseball team like they are to the football team. Uh, I will concede to you because you have the orange shirt on that you know what you're talking about. For the most part. But I just find it fascinating that in other programs, Texas can have tremendous levels of success in the same, what's roughly the same culture. I mean, a baseball player for Texas is every bit as highly ranked as a football player for Texas, if not more so. Yeah. Uh, The expectation level at Texas for baseball is higher than football, if that's possible. The profile might not be there, but the expectation level is there. Uh, You said it yourself, preseason number one, and they had a bad year. They had a bad year, especially, you know, compared to the expectations going in. It really struggled at the – from pitching. The pitching hasn't been great. At the plate, they've been outstanding. I mean, one through nine. Well, it's been great. It's funny you mentioned pitching because that's where Skip Johnson excelled for you guys as an assistant coach, right, as the pitching coach? Correct. And – um, it has taken some time for OU fan, OU baseball fan to like Skip Johnson. Um, I listen to Toby Rowland in the morning who uh, gives you the best coverage on OU baseball. He obviously covers them, travels with the team, does the radio broadcasts, loves Skip. But the people that call in, the, the, the baseball fans, they just have a hard time with him, whether it's from – a seemingly lackadaisical attitude or uh, just kind of a hands-off approach that he brings. But clearly something's working because a World Series appearance is a World Series appearance. And to do it the way they've done it at Florida, Virginia Tech, yeah, uh, it's pretty big. Okay, so if we look at this bracket, this is uh, – I did some research on the bracket because uh, I was always fascinated. Were you – when I was a kid, I, I loved doing brackets. Like I oh, would yeah. make I would make brackets for us to play one on one basketball with my friends and we would do a bracket. And okay, that that's some next level bracketing, right? Yeah. There. Oh man, I had it all. I loved the whole idea of the brackets. And so when it was the softball bracket, it's uh when you lose, it, it's a cross bracket movement. So the loser drops to the bottom bracket. Yeah. That's not the case in the baseball bracket. You have basically an upper bracket and a lower bracket. And it it becomes a double elimination within each of those two. So Texas and Oklahoma can play each other uh, if they both win in the first round. They'll play each other. If they both lose in the first round, they'll play an elimination game right off the – or, you know, for their second game. Or they could meet again under any other number of circumstances, like you know, one wins, one one loses, but wins the next two, or whatever the case may be. Um, but they can't meet for the College World Series final. Okay. Well, hey, you know, I think we're on a collision course, but you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, Texas the game. A&M, solid team. Notre Dame shocked Tennessee with number one overall seed and the whole deal. So. Well, and, and then, so then you take a look at the field and you've got six of the eight are current or future members of the SEC. 
Yeah. That is, that has got to scare the living crap out of the other conferences. Absolutely. Because they go through, you go through a regional. It's, it's not, football is different, right? We, we, we know that. And we can talk about the playoff system or, you know, whatever the case may be. But in all these other sports, you're going through a, a, a true playoff, starting with 64 teams in a regional double elimination then a super regional double elimination. And so to get six out of, out of the eight, that means those are the six, those, at least they're the yeah. six best playing teams right now. Yeah, correct. Correct. And like I said, in Tennessee, you know, didn't even make it. And they were the number one team all year. And they beat Notre Dame in that seven of eight. I mean, yeah. I, I know that's an if, but mm-hmm. uh, and so you look at God, you look at baseball, you look at softball, you look at golf. We talked about golf uh, a couple weeks ago. You look at gymnastics. So for put football, it's really hard to do that for Oklahoma and Texas fan to put football aside for a minute. But put football, put football aside for a minute, and oh my God, is the SEC going to be an incredibly dominant conference? Yeah, you know they have this Directors Cup trophy that goes to the nation's top overall athletic program they have some sort of point system based on the success of all your programs texas has won it two years in a row stanford had won this thing i think almost 20 years straight and texas has won it twice in a row now so and that's without success in football so yeah the sec you talk about the rich getting richer i mean uh the rich are getting richer and they're doing it in every sport up and down the line and But it, it, it begs the interesting question of this is why I think an expanded playoff in football is so important because yeah. uh, if you're going to come out of the gauntlet of the SEC and expect to only get one or two teams in, that's going to that's going to be brutal. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the look at the what it plays out in other sports, whether you have a true playoff, it it obviously cream rises to the top. And it, it seems in the case. inevitable, right? The, the expanded playoff. I mean, I don't see. I don't yeah. see how you can. You know. uh, back to baseball. I uh, I got two anecdotes. Um, I worked with a national champion on the baseball team from the 1994 team, okay. Dusty Hansen. All right. Um, who came up with a pivotal hit against Georgia Tech and Arizona State? I think uh, in that in the '94 series World Series, he. Uh, little little background on Dusty Hansen. He was the at the time, and I think this might still be true, Kevin, the only three-time all state in three sports out of wow. Oklahoma. So baseball, football, and basketball, he was an all-state player. Three years. Three years. That is impressive. I don't care what town you're from. And uh, went on to play uh Baseball at OU won the national championship. He then was a salesman. We worked together. And uh, when he had big sales calls, he would wear the national championship ring, which honestly was less gaudy than most school rings now. Like it was definitely not a football one. It was a very toned down ring, but it had the big OU red, you know, like probably a garnet stone. Yeah. And it was cool. Just being a national champion, it's just, it's just cool. It's his son place. later played it. I don't know if you remember his son was Justice Hanson, played at OU. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, went to Arkansas State. That's uh-huh. that's the same lineage there. That's uh, there that's how go. that ties together. Um, 
his daughter's heck of a basketball player too at Edmond Santa Fe. If I remember, okay. yeah, yeah, she's a man, dude. She's tough. Uh, and then in 2010, again, this tells you what kind of baseball I I was traveling and covering Omaha as part of my job, and I booked travel like six weeks out for a large meeting we were having with one of our clients. Surprisingly enough, Omaha, in addition to hosting the World Se- College World Series, has the highest per capita of millionaires in the country. Didn't know that. Okay. And they have ginormous companies and businesses that are headquartered there. Is that the uh, Warren Buffett effect? That's the Warren Buffett effect. Okay. TD Ameritrade, uh, Union Pacific. Um, there's some that are, I'm, I'm not even thinking of right now, but a lot of huge headquartered companies there in Omaha, great town, super great town, Lincoln's great sports town, but I, I had booked it and I couldn't get my regular hotel. It didn't even dawn on me. I was able to get another hotel, but it was more expensive. Again, I, I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention that year. And I figured out like with three days before the trip that, holy crap, Oklahoma is in the world series. And the night I'm scheduled to be there. Uh, one of my employees shows up with two tickets to the OU South Carolina game. Wow. At okay. the old, it was the last year at Rosenblatt. The old ballpark. Yeah. The old ballpark. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a sporting experience. Uh, you know, again, I don't want to pretend I'm some great baseball guy, but I understand the significance of Rosenblatt. Like that was a hallowed piece of uh, uh, baseball turf there. Absolutely. And then, just all the traditions, super fun. We lose eleven. We lose in the eleventh inning. Walk off hit by South Carolina. That was deflating, but the experience was awesome. The World Series is legit. Uh, Just I'm getting really, there, special. Oh, uh, it is get, getting there is special. But for either one of Oklahoma or Texas, this isn't a year where I think either one of them are happy to get there. Do you? No, I don't think so. I think you know. You got to feel like you have a shot. You're off. Texas' offense is unbelievable. Yeah, carried them all year. The bats have been incredible. And so so it's one of those deals. I don't know what the adage is in baseball if if hitting travels. But in the event, if you can get your hitting to travel, y'all have got a really great chance. And then Oklahoma – Again, it's like it's it's the Baker. I call it the Baker Mayfield effect. Just you put a chip on our shoulder, you give us any sort of an inferiority complex, and man, we exploit it like crazy. Yeah. And if these guys can exploit that and keep it going, uh, guys like Peyton Graham, Tanner Treadway, again Pettis, we talked about him in the catch. If these dudes can keep playing the way they've played over the last three weeks, winning a Big Twelve championship, beating Florida, beating Virginia Tech. They're not going to be happy with just getting there. So I'm excited about it. Are you excited about the College World Series? I am. I'm very excited. You know, it looked like Texas was done. I mean, they got smoked in the first game against East Carolina on the road. You see that the fan base there, they got this outfield section. They call it the jungle. The wall, it's a short wall. The fans can literally hang over the outfield wall, taunting the players. I saw more horns thrown down than I've seen in any Red River shootout. It was insane. ESPN kept showing it. I was like, "What is with this?" I, you know, I expect this from OU and A and M, but it was more than we could, we could do a whole combined. We could do a whole episode on the horns down epidemic. That's a whole thing that yeah, oh, yeah. It was so. I mean, you lose the first game. They're down seven two in the second game, and so it just looked like the season was over. 
Bats got hot in the late innings. They walked it off in the ninth. And then game three, they just controlled it from the jump. It was, you know, 11-1. And East Carolina, they were right, they're a ranked team, right? I mean, they were. Oh, yeah. They were the um, number eight seed nationally. Some really good players. Really I, good I'm excited. I'm excited. It, it's funny. I don't know if we're, I don't know if guys like you and me, if this makes us bandwagon fans. I mean, we're clearly diehard Oklahoma and in your case, Texas fans. Yeah. I don't know if this by definition, if we only cheer for them when they get to the world series makes us, or, you know, the playoffs. So be it. If that's it, fine. I hope they let me on the bandwagon because this is super fun. It's yeah, super fun. Gonna, yeah, exactly. You got to get behind the team. Oh, I'm behind them. Let's freaking go. Boomer soon. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. All right, Kevin, uh, that's it for the baseball special. If you liked it, check us out. on. Uh, we got more on YouTube. Uh, where else, Kevin? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Anywhere you listen to podcasts normally, you can find us there. So please um, give us a review, and we appreciate the support. All right, dude, I hope we, I hope we meet each other in the second round. Yeah, let's do it. It's going to be I great. Hope, and I hope we beat you 12 to nothing. All right. I hope not. Hook them. All right.